Hey everybody, welcome back to Last Night in Vegas. I'm your host, Brian Ortega, and today we're actually going to be previewing New Year's Eve here in Las Vegas. So this is New Year's Eve 2024. Um, this is sort of just a, sort of like more of a public service announcement uh, segment, uh, sort of uh, episode today. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you some things you should know if you're coming to Las Vegas for New Year's Eve, and that comes to places to watch the fireworks, where the fireworks are going off at, and things to expect if you are arriving on New Year's Eve as well. So this is the New Year's Eve episode of 2024, coming up next. Okay, everybody, so welcome back. So we're going to be going over a couple of the things you should know when you come to Las Vegas for New Year's Eve and what you should expect once you're here. So let's go over just sort of, you know, what to expect when you get here. So New Year's Eve this year is on Sunday, so Sunday the 31st, obviously. So it's actually going to be probably more busy than usual just because, one, it's on a weekend, uh, which is always a big deal, regardless if it's on a Sunday going into a Monday, but it is on a weekend. And a couple of particulars that we usually have when you come to Las Vegas for New Year's Eve is we do shut down the strip uh, for that evening. So it's basically most of the evening, especially essentially when the sun goes down, uh, the strip will be closed to vehicle traffic, which you might say to yourself, well, I'm not actually driving a car. I'm just trying to get from one end to the other. Uh, this is important in terms of if you make a dinner reservation or if you're trying to cross the strip for any reason in particular, it's important to know how to get across those areas. So uh, when do they start closing the Las Vegas Strip? So they typically start shutting down um, the freeway entrances about five o'clock. So anything coming off of the I-15, which is the main freeway that gets you in and out of of Las Vegas Boulevard, that is the one they start shutting down about five o'clock. So they shut off the ramps of people coming in. So that's typically around five o'clock. And then the road closures on the Las Vegas Strip start from Spring Mountain Road, which that's essentially right near the Venetian and Treasure Island and the wind, sort of that intersection, and then goes uh, south. Uh, so they start closing around 630. Um, and then they shut down the strip completely uh, around 8 o'clock. So that's typically the length from, it used to not be a huge deal, but all the way to Sahara, which Sahara is the the cross street right next to the Stratosphere Hotel, all the way down typically to Russell, uh, which is all the way down past like Town Square, past the Welcome to Las Vegas sign, a little past the airport, if you will. So um, that's the space you basically have to be where you're at you know, on the strip by eight o'clock at that time. So remember, that's very, very important to keep note of. So how does that affect you? So for example, if you're trying to get from the airport, which is on the east side of the Las Vegas Strip, and get to places like the Aria, the Bellagio, um, the Cosmopolitan, those kind of places, uh, you're not really able to cross Las Vegas Boulevard by Uber, by taxi uh, after those times. So the best case scenario, if you are coming from the airport, is to actually get dropped off across from those hotels uh, and then you essentially have to walk from that hotel over to the other spot. So, for example, if you are trying to get to the Cosmopolitan, which actually is kind of funny. We're not going to use that as an example because there's actually a back way onto the Cosmo. Uh, so we're not going to use that one as an example. So let's just say the Bellagio, for example. So if you're trying to get to the Bellagio, um, one way of doing it is that you can actually get dropped off at the Planet Hollywood or 
actually can't get dropped off at Planet Hollywood either. These are tough spots. Um, you can essentially get dropped off at Planet Hollywood or the Paris or the Horseshoe, and then you have to walk across the bridge, which gets you over to the Bellagio. So that's one sort of easy solution. So what I would say is, is get here you know early, early before you get to those places. But uh, just know that typically your your time from the airport to your property will depend on which side of the strip it is on. So it's, you know, kind of tough sometimes. Um, some of the hotels where it's easy, easiest to access in terms of if you're trying to get, you know, off of the strip or, you know, get away, you typically want to go to like the Mandalay Bay, for example. The Mandalay Bay is the southernmost tip of the strip on the, you know, the south end, obviously. And that will be able to get you onto the freeway. It'll let you be able to get on to the 215, many, many different directions that you can go. So this is important just because, again, if you're trying to navigate the strip, it can be very difficult on New Year's Eve. So I always recommend you should probably have a dinner reservation done already. But if you're looking to make a dinner reservation, try to make it close to where you're actually staying on your property or, you know, within a hotel or two to make it sort of an easier walk. If you're actually somebody who enjoys walking, it's a really great night because when they start closing on the strip, you can walk down the length of Las Vegas Boulevard, which, you know, can get a little bit crowded, especially once we get to around the midnight hour. But most of the time, because it's usually pretty cold, uh, it's a little bit, it's not the nicest walk sometimes, especially if you are not a fan of cold weather. But that brings me to my next point. Make sure you bring clothes to bundle up for. So uh, this is not a huge deal for the gentleman out there because typically we'll be wearing pants. We'll be wearing, you know, slacks. You usually have a nice jacket uh, and you're able to sort of bundle up and be warm. But for the ladies out there, I know that we you always want to wear, you know, something like glittery or something fun, festive for the new year, which you're in Vegas. Go ahead and wear that. But do keep into account that maybe try to get a nice jacket to go along with it just because if you go outside to watch the fireworks, um, it will be quite freezing. And typically, you want to be out to see the fireworks about 30 minutes before New Year's. Um, some people will cut it close and get there, you know, about 15 minutes, um, which you can still get a good spot, you know, 15 minutes till. But uh, with 30 minutes, you're able to get, you know, really that prime placement on the Las Vegas Strip. So make sure you bring, you know, warm, warm clothes, especially if you're going to be going outside uh, and watching the fireworks. Uh, and sometimes people will actually just wear their regular clothes on the inside of where the casinos are. And then right before midnight, go ahead and jump, you know, grab a jacket and then head out. Um, it is tough if you're actually going to be going to an event because typically these events are very hard to get in and out of. Even if you already have a ticket or a reservation, uh, they typically, you know, especially places that have views are very, very strict with being able to go in and out, especially if it's like a rooftop, which, you know, requires an elevator, uh, requires a couple levels of security to get in and out of. So. With that, I think it's important to note what hotels will be shooting off fireworks for 2024. So let's jump into it. So jumping into it, so they're typically synchronized. So it's all the same company does the fireworks. So as we're looking to see who's actually going to be doing the fireworks, downtown does its own fireworks show on Fremont Street, which typically goes off of the Plaza Hotel. Uh, typically, people will line up in the you know the like Main Street, which is actually just in front of Fremont. It's sort of like a big giant box, and you look up, and that is where the fireworks go off at on Fremont Street. Also, if you look right above Fremont Street on the uh, Viva Vision sign, which is the big giant sign that covers that wonderful street, um, they also have a little bit of a, a like a uh, animated fireworks show. So it's actually on to the screen. It looks like fireworks. So 
For those of you wondering if downtown has fireworks, yes, it does have real ones, and it also has ones that are on a giant, giant screen, the Viva Vision screen, which is actually quite cool. Uh, but for me, it's not always my favorite because it does get very busy on Fremont Street. You're, you are going to be touching other people. Um, you're going to be shoulder to shoulder down on Fremont Street, especially when it gets down to midnight. So if you're somebody who's not a fan of crowds, this is always, usually not a very good um, event for those of you out there. Uh, even if you're on the Las Vegas Strip, it can get pretty busy out there. And if you're an anxious person, um, I would maybe recommend staying inside during that time just because when you go out to Fremont Fremont Street or the Strip, it gets very, very busy. And, you know, for, you know, a couple of minutes, you will be, you know, shoulder to shoulder with somebody. So it's, you know, very much like New Year's Eve on Times time Square, where it has that, you know, that level of people. Uh, maybe not that many, but it's a lot. So as we're kind of just sort of talking through this, uh, we're also going to have them, if we go down to the Las Vegas Strip, they're going to be shooting off fireworks from the Aria Hotel, Caesars Palace, MGM Grand, Planet Hollywood, Resorts World, the Stratosphere, of course, Treasure Island, and... The Venetian and the plaza, of course, but the plaza is downtown. So uh, they will be shooting fireworks off of those properties. And I've also heard it's rumored that they're going to actually be shooting fireworks off of the Fountain Blue. Uh, but I do have to sort of look into that. But again, that's going to be like if you are on the north end of the strip, um, you're still able to see the fireworks from like Resorts Worlds, you know, so on and so forth. So what does that mean? Where should you actually, you know, place yourself if you're going to watch these? So if you actually go down to the north end of the strip and you're right next to, let's just say, the Wynn and the Encore and the Fashion Show Mall, that's actually a nice, a nice little long stretch that actually has a couple unobstructed views. And if you're looking north, you want to get on the north end of the fashion show mall so basically where the main entrance is for the win that's where you want to be standing because you're able to actually see the stratosphere and you're also able to see the uh, resorts world from that area as well and the cool thing is you can turn around and do a complete 360 or 180 because that's the other side um, and you're able to see the treasure island and the venetian fireworks as well because the venetian and the palazzo are right next to each other although it might be a little bit tough to see the venetian ones because the palazzo might be in the way um a place that i always found that was actually a really good place to actually stand for the fireworks um is typically over near the intersection of Harmon and las vegas boulevard because that intersection you're actually able to see the aria fireworks you're able to see the planet hollywood fireworks typically mgm grand's fireworks you can see as well uh those are really good places to watch it uh, on the las vegas strip so again it's all about sort of placement of where you are on las vegas boulevard but uh, i think you're able to sort of just sort of you know, walk through and find a good spot. And again, that's all free. So this is all going to be on Las Vegas Boulevard, totally up to you. And a nice place to sort of hang out before the fireworks go off is actually, you know, for free, is actually outside of the park MGM right next to the New York, New York. There's a nice little walkway that sort of walks to T-Mobile Arena. And that space actually has lots of areas to sit. So just little, you know, uh, like pick not picnic tables, but um, sort of outdoor patio tables where you're able to just sit, relax, maybe have a drink. And then once it starts getting closer to midnight, you make your way to the actual street. So 
Um, if you are looking to do an event that actually has a view from up top, there are a couple of places that are really good for this. They're really well known for this as well. Uh, just know that some of these places may be sold out by the time you're listening to this podcast, but you can always usually get, you know, last minute tickets, especially if it's, you know, just, you know, stand, it's, if it's a standing room ticket, uh, you're able to, to, uh, to accommodate these things. So, uh, one of the places that I always recommend is Skyfall Lounge, which Skyfall Lounge has a wonderful view of Las Vegas Boulevard looking north. I think it's 100% better than Foundation Room, which is at the Mandalay Bay. Uh, Sky, the Skyfall Lounge is actually going to be located in the Delano, which is the hotel you know adjacent right next to it. And I think it's just better. So check out uh, the Skyfall Lounge. And they'll typically have on their website any of the listings of pricings. Typically, it's usually about $90 to $120 per person. And that's if you just do a single person ticket. It usually includes access to the lounge itself. And it usually includes a uh, like a, like a champagne glass or a champagne toast at the, in the evening. Uh, the only time you're going to see a place that actually does sort of like open bar, uh, it's typically going to be much more expensive and a little bit more exclusive. So it's not always easy to find those spots. Like places like Foundation Room might offer this, but again, the actual views from Foundation Room, I don't think are actually that great. So again, that's just my personal opinion. So as we kind of make our way down the strip, you know, as you go north, um, a couple of places that I would recommend, uh, highly recommend Beer Park. It's really, really great because it's actually sort of an outdoor, uh, it's an outdoor like beer garden. So you actually get a really good view of the Bellagio. Uh, and also from there, it's centrally located, so you're able to look around. You can see the Planet Hollywood fireworks, the Aria fireworks. Uh, Caesar's Palace fireworks are actually kind of hard to see sometimes, so just keep that in mind. Unless you're right in front of Caesar's Palace, you typically aren't going to see anything if you are anywhere but right in front of Caesar's Palace because they typically launch them from like their pool deck area, so you usually get it sort of in the center part of the hotel. So as we kind of move our way down, um, some places that you can, you know, pay to watch. I know that Paris actually has their new lounge, which actually sits right underneath the Paris Hotel, or sorry, the Eiffel Tower. Uh, I don't have the prices for that one at the moment, but I do know that that sort of just came into mind once I was sort of doing the podcast. But uh, definitely check that out. It's at the Paris Hotel, and it's right underneath the Eiffel Tower. So again, just, you know, keep an eye out if you're looking for, you know, a place to see the fireworks, of course. So as we make our way down, a couple other places that have, you know, rooftop views, uh, we're going to have to go off the strip a little bit. So if you go over to the Ghost Bar, which is over at the Palms Hotel, that will probably give you the most splendid view of the strip during New Year's Eve, just because you're able to see the whole length of Las Vegas Boulevard. So with that, you're able to see all of the fireworks. So uh, I did check with a friend who actually is going to that event, and he did say that they are sold out for that particular event as well. But typically, you can look around, you can sometimes find tickets, sometimes you can call, and uh, you can book you know, verbally, which is you know old, old school. Uh, but that is possible. So that is at the Palms Hotel for the Ghost Lounge. And a lot of times, if you really are in need of these places to actually get a view, Sometimes the general admission tickets don't actually 
uh, might be sold out, but they might still have, you know, tables and booths available uh, for like if you're a party of two or three or four for some instance. Uh, but those typically will come with a spending minimum for the night. And typically those do require a credit card authorization form. So just keep that in mind as you go. By the way, the nightclub is called the Sherry Rooftop, and that's over at the Paris Hotel. So again, just keep that in mind. So I'm also just kind of going through it to see if they have anything special for New Year's Eve, which they don't. So what can you do? So anyways, as we continue um, going down the strip, going north, um, a really good place is actually at Resorts World, which is on the rooftop. Um, it actually has beautiful views of the strip looking south. So you're able to see all the fireworks looking south. They also have windows looking north. So you're able to see the fireworks from the Fountain Blue, if they have them, as well as the Stratosphere and, of course, the Resorts World itself, which will be right above you. I'm just sort of like, in not in awe, but I'm just looking at this thing. So if you wanted to go to the New Year's Eve party at Sherry Rooftop Lounge, uh, you would be looking at minimum a VIP two-person table. You'd be looking at $800 for the night, which would include a VIP table reservation for two guests with one premium bottle and one bottle of champagne. And after taxes and fees, you're probably looking at about, I would say you're probably looking about 1100 bucks. So as I look at it, it says $869.58. That's with service charge, service fee and processing fee. But again, it does not include the auto gratuity, which is typically around 20 to 22%. So just keep that in mind when you book these bottle reservations. They will not say the tip when you see it uh, the first time, but just know that it's probably coming when you do it the second time. So as we kind of go through the strip, the rooftop bar over at Resorts World is fantastic. Uh, that and also you can go to the Stratosphere. The Stratosphere has always been one of the better places to watch the fireworks, especially if you're just going to view fireworks around the city because you can see the whole valley, uh, but you don't see the fireworks above you, which is always kind of funny. They actually shoot out, which is kind of interesting, and right next to the Stratosphere. So they actually shoot off right next to the Stratosphere, so they're actually kind of below you, which is always kind of the funny bit about the fireworks from the Stratosphere. So... As I'm kind of wrapping it up, uh, again, just always keep in mind that the Las Vegas Strip will be shut down. There will be a lot of traffic, especially in the evening around the airport, just because that's where the airport connector is. That's where you're able to go from the 215 over to the 15 and vice versa. So that is where Uber drivers and essentially all the uh, taxis will be driving to and even locals trying to get around the strip. So again, keep in mind sort of when you come to Vegas, cause it can get very, very busy once you're down here. So other than that, it's always a really fun time. Typically the insides of the hotels, um, you aren't, I wouldn't say decked out for new year's Eve, uh, but it's here. Uh, so we're always really excited to check it out. And again, it gets really, really busy on the strip around, you know, midnight, usually about 10 to 15 minutes right before the fireworks go off. But other than that, it typically gets pretty chill, you know, once the fireworks go off and everyone sort of clears out. Uh, but the fireworks typically last about 10 minutes. And it's usually uh, sort of what's what I'm looking for. It is usually goes to music as well. So everyone always gets really excited. I always love to hear the people who are from you know, like New York who always say, Oh, well the Yankee games 
fireworks are better. Uh, sure, then go back there. Uh, no, we typically are really proud of our fireworks and how they go off. And just being in the city itself is, is just super fun. So again, if you're staying on the Strip, it's really, really fun. There's a lot of events going on. They have Bruno Mars. We also have um, Post Malone is performing at the Blue Theater, which is at the you know the brand new Fountain, Fountain Blue. Uh, so we also have, you know, Carrie Underwood, we have all these people performing. A lot of the places will say they are sold out, but just double check and see that they are actually sold out because we do have those second level resale resellers, uh, that you can purchase from. So places like Ticketmaster, they usually have a resale ticket at some point. Uh, so yeah, that's one. Also Maroon 5 is also performing. So that's always really fun. And another place I for totally forgot to mention this is the Cosmopolitan does have its ice skating rink space, uh, which typically will sell, which typically will sell, um, tickets for the evening. Um, so just keep an eye out and see how much those are running just because, you know, it's good to know what's going on. And you know what? I'm actually going to look those up right now for you. I wanted to fire this up because I was going to do, um, if you've listened to the Concierge Confidential podcast, um, I actually was supposed to do the Fountain Blue review today, but I am actually going to push that to Monday just because, sorry, Tuesday, uh, just because I really, really want to get this information out for you guys, just because I think it's helpful to you know, understand that New Year's Eve is, you know, an interesting time in Vegas that we, it's, we're always sort of worried about it, but it just sort of goes off without a hitch. Uh, so I'm actually going to open up Cosmopolitan. Uh, this is actually a really great way for you to figure out how I actually research stuff. Uh, it's called Google, so that's how I do it. Uh, but also just kind of knowing what it's like when you're there and sort of how busy it can get. So we're going to go to entertainment, entertainment calendar. Entertainment calendars are great. So, let us see. By the way, the ice cream rink is really fun. If you end up going down there, it's always a fantastic time. Do, 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 do. Hmm. Yay, special events. Uh, New Year's Eve fireworks viewing. Let's go ahead and click on it because it's different. So, you do have to buy tickets ahead of time. This is very, very important. So, as we click on it. I believe I saw that you do have to be 21 or over to actually go to the ice skating rink at the Cosmopolitan for New Year's Eve. And their ticket options are GA standing room only with no chairs. That's $100. And let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. That's for children under the age of 21. I was clicking very quickly and didn't see it. So children under 21 can go. And if they're under 21, it's $100 a person. And if it's standing room only for an adult, 21 and over, it is $200. So, again, keep that in mind if you end up going to the Cosmo. So, that is our New Year's Eve episode. So, hopefully you found this sort of, you know, educational. This is definitely a much more educational podcast than the other ones just because it's important to note what you're going to be getting when you come to Las Vegas that night. So again, really excited that you guys have been listening to the podcast. I just really want to say thank you for listening to it. Um, hopefully I'll bring new content this year. Um, I know that we were sort of light on TikTok just because we were doing a couple different things. I'm trying to put together a YouTube video for Fountain Blue, which takes a little bit more time than usual. So hopefully you bear with us and I'll give you an announcement when that's all ready to go on the good old YouTube. So again, thank you so much for listening to me. You can always check us out on our Instagram page, which is concierge confidential underscore LV and our TikTok page, which is at 
Keys to Vegas, and of course on Twitter where we try to post a little bit, and that is at Keys to Vegas as well. So just want to say thank you again. If you see me out in town, that's awesome. Come say hello, and then you know I'll give you a recommendation, of course. But if you do see me, remember, keep it confidential. <laughs>